Episode 17. How do you even pronounce that in Spanish? You dropped that. We're, we're, I know. I looked it up and I was going to do Diaz it for a bit and then I couldn't pronounce it. Diaz y siete. Welcome to episode Diaz y siete. Nailed it. <laughs> it's just 10 and 7. Diaz y siete. So it's just 10 plus 7, and. essentially. And. Yes. 10 12 and, and four, 7 more. Which I am the Florida man, 12 yeah. and 4. No. Oh, yeah, you are. I think that's I'm awful. Yeah, yeah. I hate that segment so You're much. You're batting 33%. But moving on as quick as we can from that. <laughs> 33%, 333. Because we do out so of 30, 1,000 instead of 100 in batting averages. Speaking of batting averages, before we jump into <laughs> anything, we're going to South Carolina baseball first. Because I know that you can't wait to hear more about it. Can we go to a game? Yes. We're going to go to Omaha together and watch them win the College World oh. Series. Calling it right now. But just swept Florida. In big series. We yes. were at home, but I mean, I think they were ranked three or four before we swept on. Okay. Uh, ten run on one of the games. Bang. Won pretty solidly. We have one of our freshmen, freshmen Ethan Petrie, is, guess what? Gas. He has gas. He's gas for sure, batting well over 400 with 20 home runs as of now, which is an S or a freshman record at South Carolina for most home runs. Wow. Replacing Justin Smoke, who's awesome. And Joe Wise. Big guy. And Joe Wise. I haven't hit 20 yet as a freshman. Shocker. <laughs> Believe it or not. Then, on top of Everyone that. Everyone thought it was you. <laughs> I know. He is four away from setting the, I think it's four, okay. the SEC record as a freshman. Bang. So, dude's tearing it up. Bats look real nice. Pitching looks pretty good. We're missing some guys coming back. I think we have a case for number one. Hmm. LSU... We played. We didn't get to finish our third game against them. We ten run them game one, blew the game two, so we ended up uh, losing eight seven that game. Wow! And they're I mean, number one still. I mean, they're nice. Let's just take the PJ to Columbia and catch a game. Yeah. Sponsored by Chelsea. By <laughs> who? It's a PJ company. <laughs> Sponsored by American Airlines. American Airlines. DSA Nueve. DSZ. Siete. Siete. Okay. You're very close. Very, very close. close. But not quite there. Um, but it's episode 17. We've got a guest on. We'll, we'll give a little bit more context, but it's my buddy James. He has been on a reality TV show. Wow. He's played college football. Wow. And he's incredibly yoked. Big fitness guy. So there's some really fun stuff we get into. But be before yoked. that, on this day in history, what happened, Christian Mosier? I'm telling you what, man. You a big space guy? Did we go to space on this the day? The Hubble Space Telescope was launched into orbit on this day. That's pretty cool. In 1990. Pretty neat. And then New York became the first U.S. state to mandate license plates in 1901. License plates? On are, automobiles. We're supposed to have those? I know. Isn't it crazy? Crazy. Crazy. That's pretty nuts. You know who else has been flying around making moves? You picking what team you're going to be a bandwagon fan of? Hartley. Other part, Ryan Reynolds. That guy is everywhere, isn't he? He's got gin. He has got gin. Soccer. Soccer now. He's got mint. Well, did he sell mint? He mobile? sold like what a couple weeks ago. He sold it for a lot. It was like of, an investor A lot group. of money. So though. he didn't get all of it, but like still, a lot of money. Yeah, he's in he's movies. A, he's a very handsome. He's man. the definition of you're right. He's married an to Blake A list Lyle. celebrity. Like a he's list. the definition of like top twenty five most recognizable people in the United States. Well, he's from Canada. Up with Justin Bieber. Yeah, JB. 
Drake. JB, mm. what do you mean? But we were going to talk about the soccer team because that's pretty nuts. So two things. I've been told to watch the docuseries, which I mm -hmm. need to watch. I think it's on HBO. I haven't watched either. It's like a, like a, a sexy docuseries, apparently, that follows the team. But here's some crazy numbers real quick. Ryan Reynolds and I guess the group, the investor group, bought it for $2.5 million, right? And in one season, they added a million social media followers. That's nuts. They tripled season ticket purchases, tripled in this season. And they have sponsorships now from like Xfinity, TikTok, and they just got promoted to the ESL, EVL. <laughs> The European Football League or English Football League. Some E and it's below. Is it in line to go into the English Premier and League? I believe so. This is how what little I I'm, read, I'm fully exposing myself for knowing nothing about soccer. What I read was they are now one more promotion away from the Premier League. That's pretty sick. But I think the Premier League has multiple division. Like, yeah, I don't know. You know so what you I'm saying? So you can get like relegated to like a team bottom. Version? I don't know, man. Once again, it's just crazy with the soccer they have over there. Anyways, whatever. Great story. Feel good story. Ryan Reynolds, what can the man not do? Dang. And then hockey, your Bruins. Dude, Bruins, as of today, this Sunday, three and one. Three and one. Also three and one, the Canes. We're a big Ooh. Canes podcast. That's right. Coming know, at man. you, Iceman. The Boston Bruins, though, I'm not going to lie. They, they were without Marchand as well. I've been following. I've been, I've been following. I've been following NBA playoffs because I have. Dude, not. I've been following Lakers who won again last night. Mm. And it looks like they're going to win. I forgot how they're playing. But anyway, LeBron. So wait, I just want to get this right. You're a Philadelphia Eagles fan. No, a I mean, I'm a, a true. A to be determined on. MLB fan, no, a I'm Boston a, Bruins on, no, fan, up. and a Lakers fan. No, here. I'm are, a are true, you a Yankees fan? I'm a true Carolina Panthers fan okay. through and through, for okay. sure. Eagles are my second favorite team. I said okay. they are. Fair enough. Baseball, the Phillies are my new favorite team. When Bryce Harper went over. But it's also been the Braves and the Nationals. Braves growing up till I was about 14. So you're just circling through the NL East. Actually 12 or 13. 12 yeah. or 13 is when I went to my first Nationals game because we moved to yeah. South Hill. And I was like, this is pretty sweet. So I was a Nationals fan from 13 to say 22. And then I'm a Phillies fan. Hmm. Because Bryce Harper. I'm really just a Bryce Harper fan. And Lakers fan. So then you're going to be a Mets or a Marlins fan. I'm trying to figure out what's next on your journey. Just depends, man. Just depends. <laughs> Just depends. Just depends on who's winning. Um, I'm a winner. You're a winner or something What can like I that. say? Well, before we go in the episode, we've got Iceman. This week's unsung hero is Drew Maggi. Drew Maggi, congratulations and welcome to the show. You probably haven't heard of Drew before, and that's probably for good reason. He's been a career minor league player and fielder for the Pittsburgh Pirates. After 1,155 career minor league games in 13 seasons, the 2010 15th round draft pick out of Arizona State is officially going to the show. G-Man Choi and Brian Reynolds uh, both are either on the injured list or bereavement list, and therefore this creates a roster spot. So the Pittsburgh Pirates do the right thing. They call down to Altoona in double A, where Drew Maggi is sitting in his locker and the skipper comes in and makes a big deal about it and says, hey guys, there's a guy that is the locker room guy. We all love him. We're super excited for him. And it's with my honor. Drew, you're getting called up to the major leagues. <laughs> Listen, sometimes perseverance and hard work pay off. And sometimes we look at those people and go, you're out of your mind. Sometimes it's time you're to let things go. there's a chance. But Drew has kept his head down, kept churning. 
and we'll hopefully keep this story rolling into next week as they take on the Dodgers later today. I love that. Drew, you're this week's Unsung Hero. Welcome to the show. Love it. Iceman, as always, bringing the heat there. Much love, much appreciation. But what I do not appreciate one bit, not at all. I'm wearing headphones right now just because I want to get out of my head. Oh, I like that. I was wondering why. But actually, it's putting it right back in my head. Okay. And it's Florida Man. And right now, you're like a 700,000 wins, four losses. But that's about to change. Mm -hmm. Because story number one. Okay. A man. I'm Wait, you're just raw dogging this? I'm raw dogging this off the dome. Yeah. Story number one. I'm going more headline style. A man was running in a little hamster ball from Florida to the Bahamas and had to get rescued by the Coast Guard. Story number two. Wait, that's all you're giving That's me? all I'm giving you. Third you. <laughs> Story number two. A man also known as a stalker of Taylor Swift, woke up in her house, had uh, slept in her bed while she's not there, like taking a shower, and I guess essentially tried to like move in for a day and then was arrested. Which story is true? That is, you didn't even do any background of Nothing. any story. I'm not giving you anything. You did one sentence for the first one and two sentences for the second one. Nothing. All right, uh, story one's false, story two's true. Wrong, they're both true. Yes! <laughs> you went true, true twice? Yeah, what? I did. You just need... I just need a W. You gave me one sentence. <laughs> but he didn't get it right. The earth is flat, true or false, right now. <laughs> okay, I'm thinking of two stories. Which one's true? Ready, go. Neither. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was like. Yeah, and you could have just made that out. Like, they, won, they both could have been false. <laughs> Hate it for you, dude. Hate it for you. That was the dumbest Florida man. Yeah, it was. Let's switch. I'll do it since you. You'll you, do it? Yeah. We'll do, go back to the normal way. Okay. I'm going to do it. Okay. Okay. We're going to do 1v1, just normal. Which one's true? Which one's false? Because I'm telling you what, man, I think you're intimidated. And you're intimidated. Also, full disclosure, your boy just didn't really want to prep them today. Got back, yeah, and I was like, I've got to come up with a story. I looked up two headlines, and I'm like, I'm saying them off the dome. Oh, I should have thought about that. <laughs> yeah, you should have, but you didn't. It's okay, though. It happens to the best of us. It's time to jump into the interview with James. I'm super pumped for this. It was a great conversation. Um, don't want to give too much about it away, but some context on James. He's an awesome guy, great friend. Um, grew up as an Army brat. Um, they went on to play college football. He's also been on a large reality TV show and built this really awesome personal brand for fitness. And so he's just got a lot to add. And so we jump into those topics and a lot more. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. Where'd you guys, do you guys get a workout in down in Florida? Oh yeah, it was pretty good. Jeez. With like an hour and a half probably. Gosh. Yeah. I wish we had more time. It was nice. How long did you hit it after we I, left? Uh, I was probably in there for another probably 30 minutes. Nice. Um, we hit a good lift, but my lifts are usually a bit long. So yeah. there was a few more things I had to do, but yeah, we killed it though. Yeah. That's how he ends up looking like that. He's just, yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I mean the t-shirt, the t-shirt, uh, it's a little a XXXS. Fit. It says raw <laughs> yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is, um, this is a nutrition brand raw. They got some dope stuff though. 
Um, but, well, this episode's actually brought to you by Raw. Could really? Be. No, it would be nice, though. <laughs> Let's go. Chris, Christian keeps like <laughs> trying me, to speak into on. existence. <laughs> yeah, keep, yeah, I keep telling Joe we're going we're gonna to have some brand deals this month. Oh, 100%. That'd be it's nice. coming. Yeah, it's coming. James going to be hitting that. Looking fit, as always. Man, I'm trying, bro. I'm trying to keep up with you, bro. Since <laughs> I'm high trying school. to keep up with both you guys. <laughs> <laughs> me and Joe started lift like, I'd say like one to two times a week together when we can. Uh -huh. And uh, the first time I lifted with Joe, he's like, yeah, I'm going to be here for like two, two and a half hours. And I was like, are you drunk? It's like two. <laughs> I was like, goodness. Great. I only get like how? one of those days a week though, work-wise. Yeah. How long are your lifts, Christian? Oh, dude, they're probably like, more like 45, 60 minutes. 45? Yeah. I mean, you can, honestly, you can get a lift done in about a good one, about an hour for sure. Yeah. 45 minutes even, if you're yeah. hustling. Yeah, for sure. But I will say what Joe has done for me mentally is like, I used to always view the gym as just like a to-do item. And so I would like mm -hmm. rush through it. But then right. now it's like, it's so much nicer just mentally with how like fast paced life is just to have like mm -hmm. a slow, like turn your phone off even like hour and a half left. I never thought yeah. I'd say that, but I love it. Yeah. Well, dude, thanks for coming on. Yeah. I appreciate y'all having me, bro. Yeah, dude, I'm absolutely. excited. For absolutely, sure. Yeah. This not... is the first podcast I've done. So oh, I, let's I, go. I've been wanting to do one. Number one, baby. <laughs> Man, I am pumped about yeah. that. I was fired up before and now I'm I've extra been fired to do up. One, so. So James and I went to high yeah. school together for three years, right? Played football together. Three, yeah, three years, yeah. It was a good time. So who's a better football yeah. player? Take one guess. Obviously, obviously Joseph. Yeah, I was now. about to say Joe. This <laughs> man was always snagging hand, we know one hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know me. But yeah. uh, James, what position do you play? So in high school, I actually played safety. Um, mm. All growing up, I played safety. I was more so like doing all the athletic positions skill wise. Um, but then when I transferred, I think Joe, you remember I transferred to Blythewood High School as a public school and uh, they put me outside linebacker. And then that's what I ultimately ended up playing at Coastal when I went and played college ball. So um, yeah. Dude, I was telling James this week, I think that you had one of the hardest hits I've seen anyone in high school have. I think you might've got uh, called on something, but like the guy was twice your size and you just lit him up. Yeah, that man. I I try to remember his name, but um, big dude. He probably he was like six it. four. Yeah, he don't. He didn't remember <laughs> after the hit either. No, but uh, yeah, he was a big dude, Cardinal Newman. Um, I fell to the ground after, but um, yeah, those are good times, bro. I miss playing ball with y'all, dude. That was good times. And then, obviously, as the better football player, he went on to play <laughs> in college at Coastal. How'd you end up there? I don't know. I don't think I know that. Yeah, so um, after Blythewood, I didn't have any offers, but obviously I still wanted to play. That was a dream. Um, so I applied to like App State, USC, and Coastal. And uh, Coastal had accepted me, I think, first. And they just caught my eye. They had a good program. They were in the Big South, um, FCS, which is D1, but smaller D1 schools. You know, schools like Monmouth, North Dakota State, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just went there and I ended up walking on, um, and then by my third year, I ended up earning a scholarship there. Nice. So, nice. um, it was fun though. College ball. It's a good time. Good experience. Dude, that's awesome. What were your favorite memories from playing college ball? Definitely. I would say the traveling. Um, mm. I love traveling as it is. I grew up, um, in the army. My dad was military mm. moving everywhere. 
Um, so I love the traveling aspect of things, but traveling to different stadiums, you know, big stadiums, small stadiums, just the atmosphere, the fans, um, different states and whatnot, that had to have been up there. I tell a lot of people just the traveling, the experience of that is pretty dope. Man, that's so cool. What was your favorite place you played at? Man, I would say, well, we went to USC and mm. got smacked, of course, <laughs> but um, it was fun being in williams Bryce. It was hot that day. Um, I think fans were like passing out in the stands or something from what I heard. But oh, wow. um, yeah, USC obviously was dope being back home. Um, Troy and Alabama, they had a massive stadium um, and they were good that year. Dope crowd. Um, I didn't get to go to App State. I was hurt that year, um, but I heard App State had a dope ass atmosphere, a dope crowd. Um, there was a lot of places, though, for sure. So cool. Yeah, I, one of the things, man, so I played a smaller college at D3, mm -hmm. just baseball, and one of the things that I missed the most was the travel, which is like yeah. hanging out, you know, hanging out with teammates, staying in hotels, being hoodlums as much as you right. possibly could be. And, of course. Uh, dude, that must have been a great story when you, you walked on, right, made it, and then third year had a scholarship. Yeah, I mean, it's – everyone's paths are different um i didn't expect that i would have to walk on somewhere after high school but you know god's got a plan it is it was what it was you know um but football was my love there was no doubt about it um but it was just you know working hard every year and honestly scholarship or no scholarship i was there to play football mm -hmm. um so but it was pretty cool when i finally got it and you know, didn't have to spend as much money out of my pocket for classes so yeah for sure you know that's awesome, dude. What was like yeah. the most uh, surprising thing, I guess? Like you've always wanted to play college ball. What was, mm -hmm. I guess, one of the things that happened along the way that surprised you during that process? And maybe like if you can do one that's like good and negative. Surprised me. I'll, I'll tell you one story, uh, conditioning. Um, I think it was summer conditioning. We would condition for two hours at 5.30 in the morning and then immediately work out for like two and a half hours doing 12 mm. sets of squats, 12 sets of bench. Yeah. So, you know, you think you love football until, you know, you're, they're telling you to run up to the line, you're about to do more sprints and you're sitting there thinking, do I really still want to play? You know, it's just, yeah. that was a, that was definitely a surprise to me, just how much work actually you have to put in at each level. You know, high school is one thing, but then college is a mm -hmm. totally different level. And then I'm, I already know NFL is just, just a completely different level from there. Um, film as well. I realize film is huge and each level it gets more in depth. You got to study even harder. Um, players are even more smarter. So just how much goes into the game and each level is different. You got to keep getting better and better and better. So that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine even from the school we went to, like smaller private school to Blythewood, bigger public mm -hmm. school to then like college, like those are like some decent jumps year over year for like two years in a row, I guess, three years in a row. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've also noticed, um, like each year high school players are getting bigger, faster, smarter, mm -hmm. better training, better coaches, um, you know, than the NIL deals. Now they're getting mm -hmm. paid yeah. crazy money, you know, right before they're getting to college. So it's just wild. Everyone's getting bigger, faster, stronger, smarter. So, it's a little bit different than what we played. <laughs> it is wild. We've got a guy coming on um, in a few weeks. He does NIL stuff mm -hmm. at a university around here. And so uh, I'm just like pumped to learn more about that because, yeah, I mean, you're right. It's just changing so much. We, I, it doesn't yeah. feel like we've been out of high school that long, but in that time. Right. 
How do y'all feel about the NIL deals? Like, do you think mm. players should get paid? And what do you think? It takes away from the you game. You want to go first? What? Yeah. So I, I like it to, mm-hmm. to a certain extent for sure. I think it is, it's only for a select few though. Like you got to think like if you have a hundred thousand high school players, like you might have 130, right? That get like NIL deals or something like right, that. Right, right, right. Um, but I think it's good. I, I like it because if you're producing a lot of revenue, especially on the college level, like high school is one thing, but on the college level, you know, if you're if you're at Bama or even even a school like Coastal or even just like a big you know D one school and you're producing a lot of revenue for the school based on your name and your ability, I do right. think you should get a certain piece of that. Right. I'd say like what you were just saying a minute ago, like there's so much work that goes into it. And like that limits your ability to do other things. And the mm-hmm. fact that if I wasn't playing a sport, I can like get famous on TikTok and get some money from that. And you at the time couldn't do that if you were playing a sport. I don't like that at all. Um, I think there's stuff that's got to be figured out with it because it's new. And like anything's probably has some growing pains. But the principle right. of being able to use yourself as a, a means to generate revenue, I think I'm huge about yeah what about you or and one of the sorry one of the things i would say is i see on youtube all the time these like really sick like producer edits of these high school players and you know when i was going through high school 10 years ago we had none of that like you were lucky if someone took you know like a yeah yeah we were even talking about that with one of the make sure your dad was there you know yeah Yeah. Yeah. i i noticed that a lot too it's cool though you know um i would say being a player, I definitely I'm a little biased, but I like to keep an open mind. I'll say that a players bring a lot of money to these schools, mm-hmm. and I think they did it the right way, where they say whatever money you can make off your name, you can do that. You know, they're mm-hmm. not, I guess the schools aren't necessarily, well, maybe they. I'm not sure all the ins and outs, but maybe they're not necessarily paying them. But these athletes are able to just make money on whatever they can, which I think is good because you've seen how much money they made, and that's awesome. You know, they can help change their lives and their families' lives mm-hmm. yeah. um, by being the great athletes they are. So hopefully, you know, down the road, it doesn't take too much away from the game, but they're able to make that money. So I think they should just let them, you know. No, I'm with you there. Well, I'm curious for like you having been in a college locker room, do you think it's going to be weird with teams if you got like some guy pulling in three mil a year and then some people not making anything? Or do you think that changes it at all even? Like what makes what what weird? Like the like a dynamic within the locker room. Yeah, it's like you've got these teams. Like you've already got different levels uh, of fame, if you will. Yeah. But well, that's the thing. It's like each each school already has different levels of fame in the locker room. Like mm-hmm. you know, the star player is going to be honestly being treated better or get first dibs on jersey helmets versus the scout player. Mm-hmm. Right. It's already like that. So maybe the money just makes it more you know obvious. But there's already levels, and it is what it is. It's like. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it's going to hurt team chemistry in any way, but um, I would say maybe let's hope players don't get too big of an ego yeah. saying, you know, I'm pulling in this much. You're not, you know, so. Would you use it as a pickup line? Would I as a pickup line? <laughs> you know, I, like, I, I mean, I'm sure they could. Like, you know, people <laughs> like to throw out, you know, their D1s. They're going D1 somewhere and stuff. Yeah. So I'm you know, sure they could. Sure. You know, yeah. you're down bad, though, if you're at that point. Yeah, you're yeah. throwing around numbers you're or a, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you're hanging, you're hanging right. probably like, uh, I don't know about you, but I just made $200,000. Yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Nice. That's funny. Well, dude, so you're at Coastal, and then we'll get into this a little bit later, end up on a reality TV show, been mm-hmm. super into fitness. So what football career ends, what happens next in your journey? So I actually, when I graduated from Coastal, I had one more year to play football, and I wanted to transfer and switch positions to safety because mm-hmm. that safety I always felt was my natural position where I could show like my athletic ability um so Plus i Troy found Palomale. the school exactly you know it just goes <laughs> with it so but i found uh the school uh, henderson state they were in arkadelphia arkansas middle of nowhere um uh, but they wanted me to come play safety there um so i spent the entire summer um losing size like losing muscle and getting my speed up my stamina etc my quickness agility um and i think it was like maybe a week and a half before i was supposed to go i was in training and I just had a really bad ankle sprain and it was honestly just bad timing. And I still went there and um, I couldn't really practice. And then it was just, to me, the best decision was just to come back home, not waste a year um, paying out of pocket to go to school mm-hmm. again, et cetera. So um, I came back home. That was around the time COVID happened. Um, that's when I started posting videos on TikTok of fitness. And I've always been into fitness since I was probably about 16. Um, lifting at Ben Lippin and then lifting outside of school and whatnot. So um, got into posting videos on there, grew a following pretty quickly. Um, and I just kind of got addicted to the social media thing. I love it. And it's not so just like basic stuff, like I want to have followers or whatever, be an influencer. It's like, it's ultimately like my personal brand. You know, mm-hmm. that's how I look right. at it. And I love it. I love putting out videos for people, people like watching me work out, et cetera. But um, anyway, I grew a following on there and I just kept going, ended up moving down here to Florida, um, reached out to a reality TV show, something I always wanted to do. And, um, they liked me and they brought me on. So just, you know, crazy the past two years, honestly, um, but I've just been trying to do as much as possible, take action and hope, you know, opportunity comes. So that's, I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I love what you said, man. Take action and hope opportunity comes. Right, because yeah. like you can't just sit there and be like, "Well, I hope so. you know something's yeah. gonna happen here." So when did you? I'm curious. When did you start posting on social, especially relating like the fitness stuff? So it was, it was right when COVID, not ended, but the gyms had opened back up. Mm-hmm. So I think the gyms were closed for like eight weeks. I was doing workouts at home, which were just terrible. I mean, yeah, yeah. doing like twenty sets of you know thirty reps on stuff, which is just not. Not me, you know, Um, but right when the gyms opened back up, um, I started getting back into the gym, going hard in there. Um, And then TikTok, I don't know, I had been seeing a lot of people on there just posting basic stuff like push up videos and getting like 100,000 views. And I'm like, bro, I've been doing this for like seven years now. Like, I want to show the people my side of it, you know, so um, just started posting videos on there, learning how TikTok works. and just quickly, man, like my Instagram started growing. Um, I was doing things like offering free workout plans, oh, cool. having people come. Yeah, and that's how I really grew my Instagram pretty quickly. Um, but it was really, I was just trying to have fun with it, learn as much as possible. And um, I don't know, I was just trying to go for it, you know? Yeah. What was, well, one, that was a good time to hop on TikTok. Like, because I guess that would have been about fall 2020, right? Oh, it was, per- like, yeah. And I, 
a lot of the people I see on there now that are big, big, I we all started around the same time, um, which is just cool to see. But it, social media, if you literally just start and keep going, you will eventually grow. Um, but yeah, it was perfect timing. I mean, it was pretty new still, but it was new to people posting like unique content and growing a following, you know? So yeah. it was honestly perfect timing for sure. That's awesome. So like, what was your, when you started posting it, was it, were you already viewing it as your personal brand or I guess what was, did you even have an it's, end goal? Were you just doing it or? It's funny cause I, I'm 26 now. When I started posting around that time, I think I was 23 mm -hmm. and even just in these three years, my mind is in a totally different place with this stuff. Yeah. So when I was posting back then, it was more short term stuff like mm -hmm. uh, get followers, get sponsored by a company, um, get views, go viral. And a lot of that stuff happened. I grew my Instagram literally from it was like 2300 to 11.3K. Mm -hmm. um, uh, my TikTok, it grew to 110K. It was within a few months. Um, but it was very short term stuff. And I think it was because I was younger. I was 23. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm 26, I see much further. I see an end goal, like build a personal brand, be like a fitness icon, do other things, podcast, clothing brand, gym, but like ultimately be like a fitness icon in the community, like a household name. And that's my that would be my business. But back then, it's just funny. It was more short term stuff like gain followers, sponsorships, etc. So yeah, so then it was um, Temptation Island, the show you end up going on, was that kind of like a means to continue that like a more audience? Reach so or? yeah, when so when I was I just moved to Florida about two years ago, um, but it was about after COVID when I was still in Columbia, South Carolina, the show Love <laughs> Love Island had reached out to me and I thought it interested me. I didn't end up getting on, but afterward it just piqued my interest more mm. for TV. And I know that the TV stuff just goes along with the social media mm. stuff. Um, and honestly, I just wanted an opportunity to say, you know, I went on TV, it was a dope experience and maybe something could come after it getting verified on IG or, you know, maybe go on another different show um, or, you know, gain followers, et cetera. But um, when I didn't get on Love Island, I ended up applying to Temptation Island like a year after when I moved down to Florida. And um, my experience through interviews with Love Island kind of taught me a lot. So when hmm. I got on, when I did Temptation Island, I killed it. They liked me and they brought me on. What'd you learn in that process that you said, like that you learned from Love Island and carried on? What were those so things? The, during the Love Island interview, I was very like formal, I think. And I, I, I just forgot that it's a TV show interview. They want to see personality, you ha being relaxed, having fun, mm -hmm. um, showing your personality. But I was a little too like formal about it, like as if it was like a job interview. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I'm not sure the reason why they didn't accept me. Maybe that wasn't the reason. But I know afterward, I was like, okay. I need to, if I do have another shot at this, I need to be more, you know, relaxed, have fun with it, treat it like I don't care. Um, literally like you're auditioning for a TV show, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, during the Temptation Island process, I was very loose, just having fun with the producers, et cetera. Um, so honestly, after that Love Island interview, I learned so much and I killed it in my Temptation Island interview. That's awesome to learn that along the yeah. way. What, were the interview process between the shows, were those pretty similar? Or pretty different they were definitely similar um this was all during like covid basically so it was yeah. all over zoom versus like previous seasons it was all in person 
I was honestly glad it was over Zoom. I didn't have to go anywhere. I just stayed in my crib. Um, yeah. But they were honestly the same. Maybe a few different questions here and there. Um, but it's all the same with the dating shows. They're going to ask the same types of questions. And they're going to try to gauge your personality. And they'll ask you stuff like, if you're on the island and this happens, how would you react and stuff mm. like that? Just situational questions. Situ yeah, exactly. So what would exactly. you say when you went on, man? Was like because everything has pros and cons. So what was a big pro of going on the show? You're like, this is dope, or this this one or two things was really cool. And then what was like a con? What was like one thing you're like, ah, didn't love this or didn't like this? A pro, honestly, just the experience. Like y'all would have to be there to understand. But flying, they flew us to Maui. That's where we filmed. Mm. Um, we stayed over there for six weeks. Mm. We did all these photo shoots, video shoots, um, being in a house with just random people. Just overall, when you take a step back, it's like, wow, like I'm on a TV show. And it's a pretty big TV show. Yeah. Not as big as like The Bachelor or something, but it's a big show. Um, honestly, the pro was just, I love that I took action and I gave myself the opportunity to be mm. on a TV I show like when not yeah. many people get to. Um, the con... I don't know. Maybe, maybe that I had to miss the gym for six weeks. <laughs> yeah, I, I no. watched the season, of course, because I had to follow follow my yeah, boy. Yeah. And you were looking a little small at the end, you know. So I just gotta <laughs> bro, call you. <laughs> bro, I'll be honest. They they kept the fridge shot with food, which was good. Like eating's key. But obviously, I couldn't get my lifts in. We were doing. I would be up in the morning getting all the boys on the lawn. We'd be doing like push-ups and like mm -hmm. curls with resistance bands, just doing what you could to start right, the day, sure. but. It's not going to be the same, obviously. So I definitely, when I got back, I had to go hard in the gym. Yeah, good thing you had all the reps in COVID, though. You know, you knew how oh, to yeah. get creative with it. Oh, yeah, for sure. So when did y'all film that? Because it came, well, I guess, when did it release first and then when did y'all film it? Shoot, I have to look at my, I think it was last, let's see, last, a year ago in October, I want to say. So 2021 October 2021 mm. August we'll say okay I got back in October um and then it aired March 16th mm. last year did you get um, to see anything between when you left and when it aired did you did y'all get like a pre-screening or anything actually we did which was pretty cool so when we did the reunion um which was like shoot I think that was January is during the Super Bowl, of course. Um, but see. yeah, they took us to this room, or whatever. So that for the reunion, they wanted us to see the season, obviously, and then immediately film the reunion. Okay. So everything's fresh in our minds. Um, so we got to watch the whole season, which was fun. Uh, we were just sitting in the room, me and the boys um, mm. that were at the reunion, just watching it, you know, <laughs> seeing how they clipped everything together, seeing yeah. the intros or whatnot. So that was a lot of fun. Um, and then immediately after we filmed the reunion and just got right into it. So yeah, we did get to see the show though. Did it feel it different cool. than you were expecting? Like edit wise and the way they shaped it up? Yes, because man, like during the filming process, they're filming all day, every day. Like, Jeez, it's man. not like they're like, you know, we're filming y'all from this time to this time. Like you wake up, there's cameras in each corner of the house and they're just filming all day. And then on top of that, <laughs> they- nuts. No, this is crazy, but this is crazy. They have these dudes walking around with 
massive cameras like this big and they're right in your face filming bro like so like you're not supposed to look at the camera obviously but like you're talking to someone and you feel this like presence coming over and you look and this massive cameras in your face so honestly that was a little annoying at times but um yeah they didn't tell us when we were filming we're just filming all day and then so. they grab whatever they can or want to right so it's... like you don't know what's going to be shown and you think something's going to be shown but then it's not or you forget something happened and they show it but um yeah when we watched it all you know we got to see what they chose to show how they showed it the storyline that they put together because it's not like from day one they know what where, what the story is going to be with people right they're right. kind of like they're kind of like feeling it out with everyone oh they like this connection they like that one um, you know, then week mm. two could be different. Mm -hmm. uh, the audience, they think the audience is going to like this one. We don't really like that one so much. So just in the end, seeing the storyline that they put together from everything yeah. was pretty interesting. Did it feel like what you're saying where they're kind of like shaping the storyline with it? Did it feel like they misrepresented any of like the people in the show? Like, or you're like, I didn't feel like they were that way. Or did it feel accurate to people? It's funny because I think the stereotype with TV is that they'll make you look a certain way mm -hmm. right and that's what i thought but then you know when we got there they basically were saying however you act on camera is how you will be shown and mm -hmm. it's honestly true like if you're acting crazy on camera they're gonna show that clip and you're acting crazy right so they do do a good job of you know putting clips together and creating a scene or a moment or mm -hmm. a feeling but overall how you are is how you'll be shown on camera yeah so, I feel like it takes a while for you to get used to that camera, though. Well, I was going to ask that. Yeah, it's yeah. got to, man. Like, when they just had this, like, this big camera. I'll be face. honest. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was tough. Like, the first, I would say the first week, I mean, it was just weird. Like, because I think shows like Love Island, from what I've seen, they just have the cameras in the corners, which is oh. nothing. You don't even know they're there. But on this one, they're right in your face. And um, it took some getting used to. I would say I could see some people handled it better than others. But... Mm -hmm. Um, I would say by week two or three, you got settled in and mm -hmm. you were just waking up and going about your day, you know? The human body, man. I have this theory that, like, we're so adaptable that it was, mm -hmm. it's why people can throw a football in front of 90,000 people every week. And just, like, they're just like, it's another day. But, like, if I was, if I threw a football in front of 12 people, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I would try to show off a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think everything in life, man, you, you do it enough, you get used to it and you get comfortable. So yeah. yeah. That's wild. That's true though. So one of the other questions I have in, like you said, I feel like there is this almost like understanding of reality TV now that's probably too far that it's all manufactured and all fake, which I don't think that's the case at all. But like, with the show, was there some stuff that just felt way different than the way it looked watching it, whether that was like people or settings or anything like that? Well, I'll say like the like you said, the misconception is that everyone thinks it's uh, fake and mm. or they hand you a script. And I, I, I thought that, too. But now I know exactly how it is. And it's not fake. You know, they're not telling you what to say. You are being who you are and you are saying what you want to say. But people that are on the show understand that they're on TV, so they're not going to act boring. They're going to kind of be extra for the camera. Right. Yeah. Whether they're putting on a mask or they're being extra of who they are, right? So, like, if you're boring, they're not going to show you. So, um, it is real, but I think because it's a TV show, producers do a good job of setting the scene, setting the mood, um, and kind of 
almost directing, you know, because it's it's their job. They're basically basically making a movie, so yeah. um, they don't want to just let everyone have free will and just like whatever happens happens. They wanna they they want to set the mood. They see a story forming. They want to run with that story, etc. So um, that's honestly the biggest thing I learned while I was on it. It's real for sure, but um, it's also you know people are gonna kind of put on for the camera for sure. Yeah. So is it true what they say? Does the TV add 10 pounds? <laughs> I'll be honest, I think it does, low-key. But like I said, I couldn't lift like that, so maybe I put on some weight while I was there. Um, maybe you lost but weight. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, you never know. Shoot, all that stress that was going on. That's <laughs> why. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything that would surprise people about the show? Like this show or TV in general? This one. This season, even. <sighs> surprise people. Uh yes uh so i guess i don't know i guess i could say what happened the show's already come out but you know there was a few couples on there that were together for like one of them was on together for like seven years mm. um lascelles and ashley mm -hmm. um let's see iris and her man luke were together for like four years or something so going into that you're thinking they're definitely not gonna break up right well they did so that was honestly a big surprise to us too we weren't expecting that so um, I guess you just never know like what could set a couple apart, but um, yeah. No truer yeah. statements have ever been echoed than that. You never right. know what will set a couple apart. Yeah. yeah. That's that's wild with it. Uh, do you keep up with anyone from the season? Or have you like- Oh touched? yeah, just about everyone. We're on a group chat on Instagram. Um, so like, yeah, we'll be talking in there every now and then. But honestly, Everyone was cool as hell on there. Um, there were a lot of people from Florida, so I've met up with them a few times. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Is the goal yeah. to uh, do another one, another couple? Uh, nah, I don't know. The, <laughs> I like stuff like the challenge, honestly. I don't know if y'all have heard of that, oh, but my it's gosh. like, yeah, yes. like, I don't know, like reality TV, but more so like competition stuff, that's like sweet. maybe showcase athletic ability, et cetera. So I would love to do something like that, but. Would you ever do like see. a survivor? Like one of those shows? No, I won't. Is that like they're in the jungle and stuff? Yeah. Oh, nah. I Not can't about do that. that, bro. Nah. It, nah. That Why just do people looks even do that? I don't know. It's dude. just, it seems kind of fun. People don't care, I guess. It just yeah. looks too uncomfortable, you know? I it need like awful. a house, AC, shower. Fair enough with that. Like why why you would know? you leave? Dude, a leave your home and a just go, all right, I'm going to try to last 60 days in the wilderness. It's these people, right. though, that grew up on it, they're like, that's my dream. And then they last three days. Yeah. It's a dream, to be honest. Like, right. right. Then it's just for nothing, you know? You'd also, like, every uh, like every now and then, I'll like watch probably like, every other season or something like that, and all the, like, big dudes just get targeted. So, like, you'd yeah. walk in and just get targeted immediately because, like, there's a threat, yeah. James. What'd I think uh, it's funny. I think Temptation, they probably thought I was going to go on there and be, like, this, like, like gym, meathead, like football yeah. player, like douchebag, but I, I was honestly just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> like having fun, you know? They looked awesome. That's cool. Well, so I feel like we could talk a lot more about that, but for the sake of time, I also want to talk about fitness, get some free fitness advice and mm, coaching I love selfishly, and yeah. then anyone who's listening can get some of that let's too. Let's go. Let's go. Some fitness let's advice? In. I got some questions. <laughs> let's go. Take bro. it away then. Dude, one of the things, uh, that gets tossed out a lot is balance, right? Because it's like, just say you have a corporate job, right? You're working 40, whatever, 40 hours a week, and you still need to find time for the gym, 
right? Like what, what do you tell? Cause you did a lot of free, um, like fitness plans and stuff like that. And I assume a lot of those people were working. What do you think like effective wise for someone just like has a family, has a job, like what's the most effective way for them to kind of get the fitness in you've seen? Uh, you got to go in the early morning, bro. Yeah. You have to. Um, I like to start my day with the gym, like 10, 30, 11 o'clock to me is perfect time. Um, and with my job, I serve right now, so I can just work in the evening. I have time to go about my day with the lifting and then posting videos and whatnot. But like for people who have eight to five jobs and they're busy, maybe you got kids, et cetera, sure. you have to go in the morning. Because yeah. if you're trying to go at night, it's not gonna happen. You're gonna be too tired. You're gonna wanna get in bed and that's it, you know? So just, you gotta have to get up early and get it done. But I, I, I find when you start your day with the gym, Bro, the whole rest of your day is set. You're in a good mood. You have energy. Your mind is thinking straight. Um, to me, it's, it's it's vital to start it with the gym, start your day lifting, exercising, something. What's your advice for someone um, who's never, I guess, been in the rhythm of working out a lot? Like, there are a lot of people who have in the past and they're like, okay, I'm ready to get back. But if they've never tasted that, what's your advice to get them to help starting to get up in the morning to start your day with it? Man, I mean... It's hard, but it, it literally starts with them. Like, I can't make you go to the gym. You have to, at some point, just get yourself in there. And then from there, I would say, just stay consistent with it. Um, you know, stay motivated. Maybe go with someone to help keep you accountable. But you just, you got to get in there, bro. Stay consistent. And that's when, like, I would say the healthy addiction starts. You start mm -hmm. seeing progress. You love the feeling of lifting weights, like the adrenaline it gives you, the endorphins that it releases in your brain. Uh, but to really get into the gym, you have to go consistently. And I would say maybe not start six days a week. You'll get burnt out, obviously, but start three days a week. Start incorporating healthier meals into your diet, uh, getting yourself on that roll, and then start to take it more serious and serious. And before you know it, bro, you'll be going every day and it'll be a part of your life. Yeah, I feel like it's like, especially for myself included, it's like a, it's like a wheel that you just have to start like pushing. And then all of a sudden, once you start pushing, pushing enough, it just keeps going. Right. It's like, oh, I've been a few weeks now. I'm definitely going to go, you know, four times this week. But like, I feel like for everyone, it's so tough because everyone's version of success, especially within fitness is so different. Right. Like exactly. you might have someone who's like, if I lift weights twice a week and run three times a week, like that's success that's for me. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like yeah, that's a, no. that's a tough part. It's just like individually, personally, like finding your admit, like maybe it's lifting six times a week. Maybe it's lifting once playing tennis twice and doing something, you know? Right. That's why I literally say, like, I say, you don't have to look like me or like, you don't have to but lift want like a bodybuilder. Yeah. I don't want to be me. You don't want to, <laughs> um, you know, it's like finding your own, love and level of you know fitness that you want to do like some people like paying ten dollars a month at planet fitness some people want to pay 250 at a lifetime country club fitness gym mm. you know some people want to pay 85 dollars to go to a real bodybuilders gym everyone's you know level or wants and fitness for goals or goals and fitness is different right so not everyone's the same but i just know for a fact like everyone should be exercising at some point and at some yeah. capacity is so important you know so for the people who are saying like um maybe have i don't want to say higher goals but like want to continue down the fitness journey i feel like in my experience 
you hit plateaus where you like kind of have to push through and what's your advice to help get through those stages where like yeah I'll, I'll bring up a story it was when i got back from that school in arkansas um I had literally no motivation for the gym because I had already lost size trying to train to switch positions to safety. Mm -hmm. So when I got back, I literally was just chilling at home for a bit, playing Fortnite every day. Ooh, I was lifting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I was getting kind of good too now. Yeah. But uh, I, yeah, uh, I was lifting literally like three times a week. I had a, a membership at Planet Fitness. And y'all, for people that know me, if I'm lifting at Planet Fitness, like something's wrong, <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> but I, I just, I wasn't in the gym like that. And I had lost a lot of sizes, probably like three or four months. And I remember one day I was just looking at a picture of me from a year ago and I was like, bro, like I literally have to get back to that. Like, what am I doing? You know, mm. I'm wasting my potential. Mm. Um, and that, that period of like not lifting has never happened in my life. It was just a weird period where I had just had no motivation um but man i would say to people bro you just understand like you're not you're wasting potential you know what i'm saying like we only got one body one life and not to be corny but like you know if you're in your 20s or your teens your 30 you're in your prime why yeah. would you waste why would yeah. you waste it and again you don't have to look like me uh, but i don't know i just had to look at what i was a year ago and that instantly from then i've been on it every year since so um I feel like that's helpful. And then at, from that point, were there any moments along the way where you felt like you started like maybe either plateauing or tailing back or just not quite pushing forward? Honestly, yeah. You're obviously you're not gonna just get bigger every year or get mm -hmm. stronger every year. Cause you know, we're not machines. So, but you just keep going. I mean, there's been times where I know maybe I'm not getting bigger, but my motivation never, lowers i don't know i just yeah i i know that i i can do more i know that the gains will come maybe i'll eat a little more i'll switch up my lifts or maybe mm -hmm. i'll switch gyms you know just to switch it mm -hmm. up but everyone's gonna plateau at some point but it, like just know if you stop you're yeah. gonna lose it so yeah. what what other ch what other choice do you have you know yeah <laughs> just no. find ways to switch it up that's so that's helpful i was gonna say follow-up question i think for strength gain exercise objectively the top advice is consistency like showing up doing it then like what you said um of like switching up's good but i'm wondering like in your mind you're working out like you've already got the time blocked out you're at the gym what's like your main mindset or piece of advice that like helps you keep pushing and keep growing it's I, to me it's like i've gotten a taste for years now what it feels like to put on muscle and strength and have that uh -huh. pump and i literally love it like i that's there's no better feeling to me than mm. going in there and like you're a few sets in and you see your veins are coming out like my muscles are full i can't bend my arms it's just it's the best feeling in the <laughs> world so that literally i, I come back every day because i want that feeling <laughs> you know yeah. um but everyone has goals. Like my goal, I, I want this. I want to be a bigger, like more muscular and still lean guy. Um, that's like the physique I go for. Um, but it just, I don't know. Everyone's passions are different. Mine, like I just love the gym, bro. And I just, yeah. I love what it gives you mentally. And I love what it can give me physically and like looks wise. So that's just, every day. That's just what keeps me in there. Mm -hmm. um, and if there, like there's some days where I'm like, dang, 
I got to kill legs tomorrow. And then when I get in there and I'm in that third set, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is why I'm in here. I love it. You know, yeah. I love this stuff. Yeah, man. All about just, I mean, you've obviously done such a good job of creating that habit of just like constantly going, which I want to flip a little bit because I think like for me, an example, it's easier to go to the gym, but it's tougher to create a habit around the nutrition. That's right. Which yeah. is like, obviously huge. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people say 80%, 20%. I don't know what you say. But as far as like the nutrition, like day to day life, normal person, like I find it really tough because like I you know I want to go out to eat with friends and I, you know I want to have a couple of beers on a Friday and like where's like that balance without going too far down the I guess the unhealthy nutritional track. Yeah, so it's like I don't know. It's, it goes back to everyone's fitness is right. different. Yeah, me i literally i literally live this so like i know that so i'll, I'll tell y'all what i eat every day we can start yeah, there yeah, so I like every every morning for breakfast and this has been this way for literally years every morning i do five eggs and oatmeal um mm. lunch and dinner i do literally chicken and rice every single day for lunch and dinner i, I don't switch it up wow and it's just i'm so addicted to the gym and nutrition is so important so yeah. like i know that if i'm choosing to go eat at chipotle right chipotle is not suit like i'm healthy but if i'm choosing that my lunch my lunch for the day is chipotle versus a chicken breast and you know rice i'm not getting the same amount of hard gains that i'm getting from this chicken and rice like and mm -hmm. i'm trying to maximize the amount of muscle and strength i put on at the gym because i take it so seriously right so it's every day that's what i eat um and there's a balance though i love i literally love food i, lo I love candy mm. i love i have the mm. biggest sweet tooth i love candy ice cream i love five guys their shakes mm. right but i'm so addicted to the gym and that progress and, and making the most out of my body and the gains from the food i'm eating I make sure I eat the same thing every day. When I want to go out to eat, I literally just go out to eat. Like if I want to get five guys, I'll go get five guys. Um, but there's a balance, obviously, like yeah. you don't, you want to, I don't know, maybe that's how you de develop eating disorders, but you want to be yeah. able to enjoy yourself. I definitely enjoy myself whenever I want to, but it's because I eat so clean. You like every create day this that, baseline. Right, exactly. And, and there's a lot of days that's funny. There's a lot of days where let's say like, after the gym, I go get Chick Fil A with my buddy. When mm -hmm. I get home, I still eat my meal. I still, <laughs> I, I just ate at Chick Fil A. But then when I get home, I eat my chicken and rice meal because I need to get that meal in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I ate my lunch with Chick Fil A, but I still need to get that meal in right there because that's what's gonna help me get stronger and bigger for tomorrow's lift. So, that's so. Do you do cheat days or meals, or do you just like give yourself almost like an allowance a week, or do you just go off a of feel or? Honestly, lately it's kind of been an allowance, not in a uh, bad way, but yeah, it's, I would say, so like my off days from work are usually like Sundays and Mondays. So I go so hard from like two Monday to Saturday when Sunday rolls around, maybe I'll be a little more lenient. Maybe I'll go out for breakfast that morning mm -hmm. uh, with my buddy, or maybe we'll do a dinner or something or, um, and then I'll take off from the gym, obviously. But, um, honestly, I'm so on a roll right now. Uh, I just... I don't really feel like eating out, you know, yeah. I just want to get my meals in and keep going. Probably like save and save a good amount of money doing yeah, that. Yeah, no too. joke. Yeah, I was man, that's, that. yeah, just the money I'll say, too, man. 
Yeah, and it's funny because sometimes when I'm public, it's expensive, but it's right near my apartment, so I have to go there. But yeah, it can when I'm spending like you know sixty bucks on chicken, I'm thinking like, dang, like if I just wasn't into lifting, I wouldn't have to spend this money on this food. But then I think. I could easily spend thirty dollars on myself at dinner somewhere. Easy. That's one one meal. Like yeah. and I'm getting like eight, nine meals out of this. Like it's just a no brainer. For sure. Do you meal prep at the beginning of the week or um, nah, no, I, just... I've never liked meal prepping, okay. bro. Oh wow. It's I don't it's I I don't wanna spend like thirty minutes making food. Yeah. Um I like it to be quick. So I'll do I really just make it for that meal. Mm-hmm. The most I'll do is I'll make extra for my dinner that night. Okay. Um, so I don't have to make it when I get home from work. But um, I just do like chicken thighs in an air fryer. I'll okay. throw like a marinade on it. Yeah, 20 minutes. I'm just sitting there on my phone. It's done. I eat it. That's it. It's quick. So so um, I guess two more nutrition questions with it. Do you do vegetables at all or just like chicken and rice? This is bad, but I, bro, I haven't eaten vegetables in so long. <laughs> I mean, if I can look like that and not eat vegetables, yeah. then see a vegetable. I just, it, but ever since I was little, honestly, I just, I just like yeah. the candy stuff and no vegetables. But I, I don't know. For me, I know that for optimal growth, I need chicken and rice. You yeah. know, like I need mm-hmm. my protein. I need those carbs. So vegetables, obviously, vegetables are good for you. I just haven't. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's just it's easy for me to just do the chicken and rice and I'm done. So if I were to go to the doctor and he was like, yeah, like you're you know, you need to start eating your vegetables. I see something wrong with your body. Then I would start doing them. But from, meantime, as far as I know, I'm pretty healthy. So sure. as I get older, I'll probably start hmm. incorporating that stuff. But that's pretty sweet. Then yeah. the other one, you said you put a marinade on. What it, do you go like no added sugar? How do you approach those? Marinade so sauces, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I honestly, I've never really looked at nutrition labels okay. with like sugar and stuff. I just know like what I'm about to eat, if it's good or bad, really, you know? So there's like a lot of sugar-free barbecue sauces and I'm like a fiend for barbecue sauce, but I don't care about that. Like I'm getting the barbecue sauce that tastes good to me. Mm-hmm. So like, that's like balance right there. Like I'm not like so crazy that I'm like weighing all my food and I'm like doing sugar-free everything. like. I get the sweet honey barbecue sauce and I put it on the chicken and it takes fire and I down it and I go to the gym, you know? Yeah. So mm. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find some myself, man. <laughs> that's like, like you said, like an 85, 15, right? Like 85% right. Of the time eating salad and the 15%. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Just like, yeah. I like how you said to me, I love the almost like allowance idea of like it's not like a structure like sunday i can eat anything but it's like i know i'm trying to keep it in this percentage and so like a couple meals and if i'm not feeling on a sunday i'll keep rolling if on a tuesday i'm having a bad day and want some chick-fil-a and then like i'm gonna do that yeah that's cool yeah bro and everyone's different i mean we're all human like you have to enjoy yourself and i you know a lot of the, i posted a video recently on instagram about what i eat and i told them every single day i eat five eggs oatmeal and then chicken and rice lunch every day and all, all the comments were like um sounds like a boring life that's how you develop <laughs> eating disorders wow you don't eat you don't eat uh cheat meals like bro like you can eat a pizza you're not gonna get fat like obviously like it was a 10 second clip like i eat right. pizza like but I'm so dedicated to the gym every day. Like, I honestly don't even feel like going out. Like, I'm like, 
I just need to go home and eat my meal because like tomorrow I want my biceps to be a little bigger, you know. Right. So yeah. dude, that's a whole rabbit trail we can talk about. It's comments. Yeah. Oh Social yeah. Social media. Man. Dude, we're starting to get some too. Where it's like, uh, really? <laughs> it's kind of funny, huh? It's funny. It's savage. It's, dude, I mean, they're great. And you sometimes. probably I mean you're in the fitness industry, so I bet it's it's like everyone has their specific opinions. And so we do a lot of sports content, and of course everyone has their specific sport, like sports opinions. And uh, you know, if you disagree, they they tend to get pretty passionate. Oh, you're an idiot if you don't yeah. agree with them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's honestly dumb. Like people can't just like be cool with each other and just it, enjoy dude, the yeah. content. It's just crazy the stuff that people say online that you wouldn't say in person. I remember like early on we got like this comment of someone who's like morons and so i was like i'm gonna have fun with them so i respond back i'm like we prefer idiots but it's whatever and the next yeah. day he like sent like two comments afterwards he's like oh i feel so bad like whatever <laughs> i'm like it's just like you don't think of someone on the other side being human and then when you just have this human interaction exactly and i i find i get a lot of like hate comments on um like i'm natural I've, I've never taken steroids and i tell people it comes down to genetics and then what you eat how you eat mm -hmm. how you train and how much you train right so like i eat the leanest i can i eat a lot and i lift every day and i have good genetics so like i hope i look like this right like if mm -hmm. i didn't something would be wrong but i get a lot of comments of people saying like you know you're a clown you're lying um you know why would you lie to people Etc. And I, I literally, yeah. I don't respond with anything bad. I just respond with like something really chill. Like, um, you know, I wouldn't lie to y'all, bro. And yeah. sometimes they'll respond and be like, "My fault, bro, for coming at you <laughs> yeah. like that." Like, yeah. and I'm like, people yeah. just, I don't know. It's just funny to me. But I don't take any, and y'all shouldn't either, bro. Like, people are just kind of like maybe they're going through stuff and they just feel right. the need to take two seconds to comment something crazy. I don't even give them the emotion back, you know? Right, for sure. I mean, that's a great point too. It's like, there's, especially online, the this exchange both ways where they don't see the person on the other side as human. And then sometimes you don't, like you look at it as just a comment. It's like, no, this is a person who's like going through something probably and in their mind, right or yeah. wrong, firing off a couple, couple letters and hitting send is a way to maybe cope right. with something or maybe deal with something else. And so you just, empathy yeah. is a great thing that the world could use a little bit more of right you know? yeah but um dude so i don't want to take too much of your time but while we're still on the fitness thing i would love like what's like your 30 second piece of advice to leave people with fitness nutrition lifestyle what would you say to them i would say over the past few years i've realized that fitness goes beyond like how it makes you look it literally will put you in a right mindset daily of knowing what you want in life, you know, how you mm -hmm. want to obtain it. Um, it puts you in a mindset of what matters and what doesn't. And it, it's just through literally exercise. I don't know what it is, but it just releases things in your brain that you start thinking clearly and straight. And so I would just encourage everyone to get some, some type of fitness um, exercise going each day, just to have your brain firing on all cylinders. And you'll see that it'll just transfer to every aspect of your life. Um, and you'll you'll find love in it for sure. Um, and like I say, you don't have to look like me or you know like a just this freakish bodybuilder. But like Joe. I would do some. Yeah, exactly. Of course, no one will ever look like Joe. Clearly, Jeez. one day, guys, I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna keep working. Yeah, but <laughs> I love literally that, just go hard and challenge yourself every day and get better. Dude, that's great. That's a great word there. Mm.
So what's next for you? What what are the the end goals, if you will, or maybe not even end goals, five year goals, ten year mm. goals? Honestly, man, major goals definitely open up a gym. I I live down here in West Palm Beach. Um, I want to open up a gym down here at some point. This takes money and time. Yeah, um, that's something I would love to do. I want to start a podcast. I was telling you that maybe sometime this summer. Um, man, I just I want to grow into a just a major fitness icon and I want to provide value to people, um, motivate people. I don't know, make people laugh. I don't know. Just, I want to be a major fitness icon and do a lot of things through that. That's awesome. Well, how can yeah. people, well, first I'm going to say we got a draft coming up with James. Mm. So we're going to do a little Let's exercise go. stuff. But before that, oh shoot, I actually remember another question. I got right, not off the go. hook with fitness. I want to know workout plan wise, how do you shape what you're doing? Is it field based? Do you like schedule it out? How do you approach that? That's a good question. So everyone's different. Like I said, I think it all comes down to what you have fun with and what you think your body responds to most. For me, mm -hmm. since I started 10 years ago, 11 years ago, I just go about my days, whatever I feel like doing that day. Really, I've never followed a like someone's workout plan or fitness plan. I just know roughly what I want to do, how much of it I want to do. Mm. Um, so like recently I've been doing, I've been doing like the typical like back by chest try, full mm -hmm. short, shoulder day, full arm day, biceps and triceps, Okay. Um, full leg day. Um, and then recently like at the end of arms, I'll do um, a few sets of squats for volume with 315. Okay. Um, at the end of like shoulders, I'll do some volume sets of leg extensions and leg curls just to get extra leg work in. But um, I just I literally just do what I know I like to do and I'll maybe switch it up here and there with the sets and reps. But I just really have fun with it, bro. I love that, dude. And then yeah. rep ranges, do you try to keep those consistent or do you mix like do days that are like lower reps, higher weight? So I think it's good for people to not necessarily cap themselves at like, you know, 10 reps. Um, I mm -hmm. think it's good to go to a failure at least sometimes. And that's what okay. I, lo I do a lot of times. But when I'm doing a certain way, I kind of already know my strength and how many reps I'm going to be able to get. So I'm going to say, okay, I need to get about 12 to 15 reps here. Um, so I just honestly switch it up. Some days I'll go for a lot of strength um, and I won't focus on volume. And then some days I'll do more volume. Um, there's some lifts where like squats, I like to work up heavy and weight just to make sure my strength is up there. Yeah. Um, but then when I when I get to leg extensions, I'm going heavy volume. I'm doing like 12 to 15 sets because I want that pump to grow mm -hmm. my muscle, you know? So it just depends on what I'm doing or the day. Dang, that's awesome. Yeah. So really, it's just kind of like fun and feel. It's yeah. like, it's hey, this is what, yeah. I love that. That's the like, thing, yeah, it's fun. I just <laughs> have fun with it. Yeah, like, I mean, you are in very good shape, very high of fitness goals, and you're still, like, having fun with the workouts. You're still, like, mixing it up some nutrition. Yeah, you're very disciplined with it. But, like, I think there is wiggle room where, like, it's not all or nothing. You know what I mean? Like, you can have high goals and still make some balance and some fun and just takes discipline and focus with it. Exactly. And, like, I, you know, I've been lifting for so long, I feel like, I can really do what I want when I get in there. Now, maybe if you're new to the gym, I would say um, learn the weights, learn the equipment, learn forms and how your 
hitting your muscles. So like, obviously I'll tell people like, if you're doing a bicep curl, understand that you're growing your bicep from this motion right here, not from doing this. Right. You know, like <laughs> doing a chest press, you're building it from this motion. That's what's building the muscle. So learn stuff like that. And then maybe follow like a little structured plan just to get yourself in the, the motions and understanding things. And then once you know what you're doing, you can literally just, you know, get in there and do what you want and, you know, yeah, I mean, it's like anything. Like, I remember studying music. It's like you learn the rules so you know how it works, and then you can break them. You know how to, like, bring things in and out, but you got to have that foundation mm -hmm. first. So speaking yeah. of that, you've got a YouTube channel, right? I do, yeah. You do. Do you have any tutorials, any of that kind of, or, like, what kind of contents on it that people can go to? So the YouTube, um, I haven't ever really posted tutorials uh, with my videos. It's more so just, like, literally just chill hype lifting vids um, i mm. think that's what the people like people i'm really intense with my workouts um and i think people like watching it watching my lifts so my videos are really just chill stuff of me lifting um intensely um but yeah a lot of the video i have a few videos on there but it's mostly just lifting videos um but recently i've been putting reels out every day on instagram which has been doing pretty good um and it's really just short clips of me doing a set or talking to the camera so um, yeah, nothing really tutorial, just like chill lifting stuff. That's sweet. We will make sure that we throw the YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok in the show notes so people can check out. Um, yeah, get you I appreciate out there. it, bro. Um, are there any, I guess, because we we're talking about like building the foundation and like understanding form and that kind of stuff, is there anything you would recommend people go into as a resource if they're early on, early stages working out? Like to learn stuff? Yeah, just what's what would you consider you, like a you sound? You can literally. Mode? Man, you can literally YouTube everything. And, um, you know, if there's like a, I hear a lot of girls, like they're like not confident going into the gym. Okay. And I literally tell them like, one, you could either just find a girl that has a really nice body, ask her like, hey, like, could you show me how you were doing that? Like, you know, squat right there. Literally, you ask people who have done it. Same with like business or life stuff. You want to ask people who have done it. So, and then of course you can literally YouTube it. Like the people put out a lot of good videos on YouTube of tutorials, breaking down form, stance, exercises, how to target different muscles, but you just have to learn. And then obviously you have to do it. So there's some exercises where I don't really feel the pump on it that much. And so maybe I won't do it as much, um, but literally you learn by doing so. Like I was saying with the curls or the, the chest press, you have to sit there and feel it for yourself. Okay, when I'm doing this, I can feel that's when the pump comes on. So I need to make sure that form is consistent. You know, you don't want to be like out here doing this. So right. you, you have, at some point you have to get in there and do it. Sweet. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. You got to work on my chest form, but that's, yeah. that's a whole nother episode. Yours is awful. I put it on my shoulders way too much. And give, <laughs> give my elbows out there. Um, But draft, we're going to do uh exercises in the gym so we each get three picks as mm. the guest of honor you get the number one pick if one okay. of us takes it there are no repeats we're trying to stack okay. a team up mm. so Ooh. okay i didn't do any picks? forethought so we each three. get three picks we so each get three yeah yep. so it's not like you're getting a great workout but like yeah also i gotta think okay <laughs> yeah i, I know two already it's an odd episode, so you're second. I'm third. Okay. All right. So how are how, I'm, I'm curious. How are y'all picking? Are y'all picking these based on, um, like, 
having fun, like how much fun you have doing it or like uh, how much you get out of it, like how well it works. I'm probably going to do my favorite to do. Yeah, fun. I'd say fun. <laughs> well, Just like a mix fun. where like you get yeah. a good right. good feel for yeah, it. But. I like that. Okay. So, man. Number one, I would have to say... So a lot of people ask me like what I do for forearms. I don't mm -hmm. do forearm specific exercises, but one exercise I realize gives me a crazy forearm pump is uh, the straight bar curls. So, you know, uh, you have, they have the easy bar, but yep. just the straight one that are short. Those are fire. So I'm gonna have to mm. take those number one. Yeah. Those are nice. I can do that more yeah. often. I would say for me, and this is solely because I want to be a better golfer and tennis player, but Romania deadlifts. Okay. Get that lower back. Okay. I'm gonna go seated rows. I really like those. Dang. You like those or not? Bro, uh, cable? Yeah. Yeah, I love those. I was gonna pick those too. Ah, uh, dang, sucks. Yeah, those are fire. <laughs> Yo, those are so fire. Um, yeah, those are like my one of my favorite back exercises. Oh, so number nice. two, number two, I'm gonna have to say dumbbell lunges mm. the pump i get from those every time are crazy so those are definitely optimal for growth i'll do dumbbell lunges those are nice those are good ones yeah for yeah. me and my tiny chest number two we're going incline bench and we're going dumbbell this might i mean it's a compound move i'm gonna say a little like hammer curl into a shoulder press. Mm, you do like that. That's okay. I don't know. What's your thoughts on those? So just like both hands or one? So one like at a time. Bowl? Yeah. One at a, or do you like both? I normally get one and then switch. I actually haven't done those in a while. That's solid right there. I love, I do love hammer curls. Mm. Yeah. Um, I figured I'd throw in good. the shoulder press since I only get three picks. Fair <laughs> okay. That's a pick. That's a good pick. Third. Man, can we come back to me? No, we can. Yeah. If I take it, though. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. I'll, let's come back to All me. Right. I got a thing. All right, for me, it's got to be just, it goes back to the one of the most basic lifts you can do, pull-ups. Okay. I mean, just That's such a, a staple. Pull-ups are good. Yeah. Mm. This might be recency bias, but I'm loving just like some classic like shoulder flies. Mm. Like okay. lat raises, here, here, or here. Uh, like I've been doing like a slight bend, little bend in my waist, probably like okay. I don't know if you can see my arms coming in like there. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. They've been feeling real nice lately. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna have to say one of my favorites for back uh, dumbbell rows, and mm. I like to do them on the rack. A lot of okay. people do them on the bench, but I yeah. feel I've always felt like on the rack, it's just a better angle. Yeah. Just, I love dumbbell rows. Hits your biceps and your back. So, yeah. Jeez. What are you throwing up there? The, the For rows? Dumbbell. I could, oh man, I mean, I could do, it's a high I could number. probably, I could go up to 135 probably for a few. Jeez. I normally I start at 100 and I'll work up to 125 for like six each arm. Mm -hmm. Dang, that's but, a nice workout. Let's go. Yeah. Dude, I'm about to go hit the gym right know, now. I'm, I'm so fired up. up. I'm, I'm, I'm on the way. Let's get it. Dang.
We'll take the PJ to West Palm. <laughs> yeah. If only there was one. Dang, dude. Well, thanks so much for your time. This has been awesome. I, uh, yeah, this was fun. I couldn't wait to do this for y'all, bro. I appreciate y'all having me for real. Yeah, thanks for sharing your Heck wisdom yeah, with man. us. We loved it. It's been great. Yeah, this was dope. Yeah.